Welcome to the Courage Coaching and Counseling Podcast with Savon Penn, licensed professional counselor here in Portland, Oregon. Wherever you're at in life, this podcast will inspire and encourage you to be more brave in life and take the next best step between where you are and where you want to be. Here we are, end of National Sleep Awareness Month, 2021. And so let's talk about sleep. Before becoming a counselor, I was a sleep technician and a research assistant uh, going through grad school uh, here at the local medical school, Oregon Health Sciences University in Portland, Oregon, and also in the sleep lab at Kaiser Permanente. Uh, so I've been talking to people about sleep for 25 years. And uh, while I was in grad school as a sleep tech, I used to watch people sleep. I'd uh, work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I'd tuck people in uh, to bed, but before tucking them into bed, I'd connect them with a bunch of electrodes to measure their brain patterns, uh, electrodes on their, their, their throat, around their chest, uh, on their legs to see if they're twitching and kicking. Uh, on their throat to measure their snoring, a uh, little uh, sensor to measure their airflow and uh, oximeter to measure their oxygen levels. Um, and uh, so would watch people sleep and sometimes it was watching people try to sleep. Uh, so this is the sleep episode. Let's talk about sleep. Uh, William Shakespeare said uh, to sleep for chance to dream. Uh, Vince Lombardi, he said, uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Uh, part of uh, my conversations with folks about anxiety and depression, so often uh, uh, talk, talk about sleep. Um, and so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep it short today, but I'm just going to ask a few questions uh, for you to take a look at how are you sleeping these days? Here at the end of National Sleep Awareness Month, are you sleeping better, worse, or the same as maybe the start of the year or uh, this past year? How are you sleeping these days? Uh, for so many people, they're, they're wanting to improve their emotional health or maybe their physical health, uh, but they're not seeing the results they want. And very often, it's because they're not looking at the quality of their sleep. Um, so, uh, sleep, uh, it's something that we can take for granted until it's not working anymore. And then, uh, how much we need sleep, uh, you really start to feel it when you miss it. Um, and that's one thing that I've learned talking to folks about stress, anxiety, depression, and sleep over the years is that at some point in life, bad sleep will happen to you. One of the keys is learning enough about it so that you can bounce back and get back to the way you were sleeping if you have a bad uh, about of bad sleep. So here's one question is for you is sleep or poor sleep, is that a problem for you or is that a symptom of a problem? Here's what I mean by that. Some folks, their, their sleep really affects their mood, their energy level, their stress level. And they might only be getting 
four, five hours of sleep. And so they wake up feeling wiped out and it sets the tone for the rest of the day. It, it sets the tone for how productive they are, how motivated they are to perhaps exercise or eat well, or even be present with their friends and family. So sleep is the problem and it leads to trouble with exercising, eating healthy, uh, memory and concentration and their mood. So that's, it's the problem which leads to those other symptoms. Um, now, on the other hand, some folks, they sleep fine, but something happens, disrupts their sleep uh, or uh, disrupts their life. It creates stress. Um, maybe there's conflict uh, in their relationship. Maybe there's work stress. Uh, maybe they lose their job. And so that triggers the problem. So the problem is stress. Um, or maybe the, their problem is they're uh, discouraged and depressed. And so poor sleep is the symptom of their anxiety. They can't turn their brain off at night. And for that person, if their stress, their anxiety level went down, then their sleep would just by default improve. So for you, which way does it go? Um, is it the ch is sleep the chicken or the egg? Uh, is it the problem? Are you having a problem sleeping? Or is it a symptom of another root problem? Now, another question related to that is if you have trouble getting to sleep, if you have trouble staying asleep, if something wakes you up in the middle of the night, you have a hard time getting back to sleep, or you're waking up frequently through the night, do you know why your sleep is disrupted? Now, some folks, they'll say, oh, it's because I get up a few times a night because I need to get up to use the bathroom. And sometimes when we treat the actual problem that's disrupting their sleep, they realize, oh, I didn't need to get up to use the bathroom. I was get going, getting up to use the bathroom because that other thing was waking me up. And then when we remedy that problem, fix that problem, they, they sleep through the night, or maybe they only get up once instead of four times that night. So do you know why your sleep is disrupted? Another reason why, or one reason why that's helpful is um, we're, we're looking for a target. We're looking for the problem. And the more clear it is, the target is, then more likely it is we'll hit the bullseye with fixing uh, that problem. There's, uh, there's over a hundred uh, different types of sleep disorders, uh, but there, uh, the, the few main categories are the different types of insomnia. Um, having trouble staying asleep is a sleep onset insomnia. If you have uh, trouble getting to sleep within 30 minutes consistently, uh, then, then that's considered insomnia. It's considered chronic if it lasts more than six uh, months and then you have trouble most nights. Um, so sleep onset, can't turn my brain off, go to bed, I'm tired, exhausted, but I'm not drowsy, sleepy, I can't turn off. Some folks, they're so tired, they go right to bed. They struggle for, uh, staying awake from dinner to bedtime, but they go right to sleep. But then two, three hours later, they wake up. And uh, um, so that's sleep maintenance insomnia. And sometimes it might take two, three hours to get back to sleep. Uh, 
some folks they'll sleep um uh, they'll have an earlier route uh, uh awakening they might sleep from 10 uh 10 to 4 10 to 3 and then spend the last few hours awake or tossing and turning and dozing um, then uh non-restorative sleep is i go to bed at 10 wake up to my alarm at six but in between tossing and turning I, i'm dozing in and out of sleep it feels like my sleep is really shallow i'm sensitive to noise and light or maybe i, I wake up frequently look at the clock and uh you know it, notice every turn of the hour uh throughout the night so it's not uh, even though you're in bed kind of sleeping wake up feeling uh wiped out not feeling rested or, or alert in the morning or uh, later in the day start dragging don't have the energy that i'd like uh, throughout the day those are different types of insomnia so there's sleep disorders that disrupt our sleep sometimes there's medical conditions that can disrupt our sleep uh, like uh, pain uh, whether it's from an injury like a knee injury back injury um, or some folks they have uh, chronic pain uh, they'll have uh, fibromyalgia um, most people that have fibromyalgia um, experience disrupted uh, or poor quality sleep. Uh, menopause is a very common disruptor of sleep. Uh, and uh, the other category uh, that can disrupt sleep is psychological or relational um, and circumstantial um, stressors. So, uh, so some folks, uh, they sleep just fine, but uh, again, like circumstances in life can, can disrupt uh, their sleep. Uh, what we hope is that those situations settle down and you go back to your old way of sleeping. But what can happen is uh, in the meantime, you can develop some bad habits and um, uh, as ways to compensate for the bad night of sleep. And so sometimes you can develop uh, sleep habits that help the treat the symptom of being sleep deprived and sleepy, but it ends up trapping you and perpetuating the problem. So some of those things are caffeine, energy drinks, uh, stimulants to, to help uh, stay awake uh, during the day. And some folks they get start started with those things because i didn't get a good night of sleep how am i going to keep going i'm going to um, pump myself with some uh, stimulation uh, and or sometimes it can be sugar sometimes uh, snacking is a way of compensating for being sleepy and not getting enough sleep um, and then it can also uh, result in stimulating uh, content on the internet or activities and then not turning it off soon enough uh, before bedtime and making it harder to get to sleep and stay asleep. Uh, so that those are some of the things that perpetuate the problem. Uh, eating uh, in the middle of the night or eating at bedtime can sometimes uh, perpetuate the problem to sleep. And then the other thing that some folks do is they can treat the symptom of uh, 
not being able to get to sleep with over-the-counter sleep aids uh, or sleep medication. And those things are helpful in a pinch, uh, but the risk is that you can develop a tolerance or a dependence uh, on medication, uh, Benadryl, uh, Unisom, anything that involves uh, the antihistamine, uh, estimate, antihistamine, uh, diphenhydramine uh, can, can make you drowsy, uh, glass of wine, alcohol, uh, marijuana at um, bedtime uh, can help you get drowsy, sleepy. Uh, but very often you can end up needing more to get the same effect or instead of taking it like once or twice a, a week on nights that are, you're struggling, you can develop the habit of needing to take it every night. Um, and th that can make it difficult for you to be confident to be able to relax and get to sleep naturally without the assistance of those things. So different types of uh, uh, things that disrupt sleep um, can creep in to your life. Um, and those are kind of external things. Um, uh, sometimes it's not the external things. Sometimes it's not anxiety. It's not stress. It's not uh, physical pain. Sometimes it's a sleep disorder. And some of the most common sleep disorders, I'll just list a few. Uh, for for uh, a lot of people, it's snoring that disrupts your sleep or sleep apnea. Now, obstructive sleep apnea is where the, your airway collapses partially and you, uh, the narrowing of your airway causes the air to have a hard time getting through, everything loose vibrates. And that's what causes the snoring sounds. And that can be up here in your sinuses and your upper airway, or it can also be down here lower, um, your uvula, your tonsils, uh, your soft palate, um, your upper, uh, 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 this part of your, your, your tongue, uh, the shape of your airway uh, can narrow and, and uh, uh, cause you to snore or have a blockage in your airway. So when that happens, your oxygen level drops, your heart rate slows down, and then your brain says, you're not breathing, need to wake up. And so some folks will twitch, they'll kick, they'll snort, they'll gasp, they'll, they'll um, turn over to their side and take a few deep breaths. And so heart rate slows down, you get squirt with, with adrenaline, your heart rate speeds up. And instead of your heart rate being low and relaxing during the night resting, you're constantly going up and down with your oxygen level and your heart rate. And this is why in the morning, some folks, they feel exhausted. They feel as tired or even more and when they went to bed um, with um, lower, uh, longer apneas, pauses in the breathing, uh, some folks, they can wake up with their arms uh, achy. Um, they can, in severe cases, they can wake up with their fingers tingling. Um, a lot of folks, their headaches, uh, migraines are, are triggered um, with untreated sleep apnea or poor quality sleep. And yeah, some folks, they'll wake up sweating because of the adrenaline. Um, and long-term untreated sleep apnea, it puts you at risk for heart disease, diabetes, stroke, 
um, and it, it elevates your, your blood pressure. So some folks, they're eating healthy, they're exercising, they're taking their blood pressure medication, medication their heart rate, their, um, their blood pressure is still kind of resistant to the, all these improvements in, the, in their health. Um, uh, disrupted sleep, disrupted sleep and not enough sleep also makes weight loss more difficult, weight ma uh, maintenance more difficult. So uh, sleep apnea is probably the, one of the most common things that your body can do to fighting against you, even though you're doing all the great sleep habits, good, uh, great sleep routine. Uh, the other less common uh, uh, sleep disorders uh, that can disrupt your sleep are periodic leg movement syndrome. So this is when your feet or legs can twitch or kick while you're asleep. Um, and sometimes it's drastic. You can like your, your, your sheets and blankets can be disrupted. And for some folks, even if someone in the room's watching you, they may not even realize you you have periodic leg movement syndrome because you're not moving much and the blankets don't move. Um, but your sleep is still disrupted. It's almost as if someone's got a piece of string on your toe and it's like pulling it every 30 seconds. So even if you don't fully come conscious, wake up, you, you're just in the shallow end of the swimming pool, shallow stage of sleep. It doesn't feel rest, restful. Um, and you know, you're sensitive to noise uh, and light and wake up really easily. And then when you wake up, you feel more wide awake than if you were in the deeper stage of sleep. Uh, 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 yeah, sleep is like a swimming pool. And uh, very often, the formula for uh, getting a good night of sleep can, uh, can involve a lot of different ingredients. And, and sometimes you have to find the right recipe that works for you. Um, and like I mentioned, sleep happens to you. What used to work with your sleep 10, 20 years ago may not work anymore because our bodies change. And um, sometimes we need to make adjustments uh, over our lifespan to get the sleep that we need. There are lots to talk about sleep, but I, I think I'll wrap it up with this. Um, in order to uh, be healthy, sleep is a really important key uh, uh, component to uh, wellness, health and wellness. And so uh, healthy eating, physical activity, stress management, uh, emotional, mental health, spiritual health, you can work on all those things um, and all those things can help improve your sleep. Um, but sometimes the, so you, in order to live a healthy life, you gotta sleep well. And sometimes in order to sleep well, you need to live a healthy life. Um, if you're not doing well with eating, if you're not doing well with physical activity or stress, it doesn't matter how great of a bed you have. It doesn't matter all like the white noise. It doesn't matter if you've got supplements um, or sleeping pills and um, the uh, what you do for your bedtime routine, 30 minutes, an hour before bedtime, can't counteract what you're doing the rest of the day. 
So if you're having trouble sleeping, take a look at how you're doing with mental, emotional stimulation, uh, how you're doing with screen time throughout the day and manage your stress throughout the day. Um, not just in the last uh, bit, uh, right before bedtime. If you, I'll put some uh, resources in uh, in the notes uh, for this episode on cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, um, and some uh, some resources for sleep. I, I write more on my website uh, about sleep, uh, and have a few more videos uh, as well. Uh, if you've been working on your sleep and you're doing everything by the book and it's still not working, then it might be helpful to talk to your doctor about uh, being evaluated for a sleep problem. If you're tired of being tired, uh, it's helpful to, to talk to your, your doctor, especially if it's affecting your performance at work, if it's affecting your relationships, if it's affecting your mental and physical health. All right, guys. Happy National Sleep Awareness Month. I hope you are sleeping well. Uh, and if not, uh, uh, encourage you to follow up uh, with, with your doc. Take care, guys. Here we are, end of National Sleep Awareness Month, 2021. And so let's talk about sleep. Before becoming a counselor, I was a sleep technician and a research assistant uh, going through grad school uh, here at the local medical school, Oregon Health Sciences University in Portland, Oregon, and also in the sleep lab at Kaiser Permanente. Uh, so I've been talking to people about sleep for 25 years. And uh, while I was in grad school as a sleep tech, I used to watch people sleep. I'd uh, work from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I'd tuck people in uh, to bed, but before tucking them into bed, I'd connect them with a bunch of electrodes to measure their brain patterns, uh, electrodes on their, their, their throat, around their chest, uh, on their legs to see if they're twitching and kicking, uh, on their throat to measure their snoring, a uh, little uh, sensor to measure their airflow and uh, oximeter to measure their oxygen levels. Um, and uh, so would watch people sleep and sometimes it was watching people try to sleep. Uh, so this is the sleep episode. Let's talk about sleep. Uh, William Shakespeare said uh, to sleep for chance to dream. Uh, Vince Lombardi, he said, uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Uh, part of uh, my conversations with folks about anxiety and depression so often uh, uh, talk, talk about sleep. Um, and so uh, I'm going to, I'm going to keep it short today, but I'm just going to ask a few questions, uh, for you to take a look at how are you sleeping these days here at the end of national sleep awareness month, are you sleeping better, worse, or the same as maybe the start of the year or, uh, this past year, how are you sleeping these days? For so many people, they're, they're wanting to improve their emotional health or maybe their physical health, uh, but they're not seeing the results they want. And very often, it's because they're not looking at the quality of their sleep. 
Um, so uh, sleep, uh, it's something that we can take for granted until it's not working anymore. And then uh, how much we need sleep, uh, you really start to feel it when you miss it. Um, and that's one thing that I've learned talking to folks about stress, anxiety, depression, and sleep over the years is that at some point in life, bad sleep will happen to you. One of the keys is learning enough about it so that you can bounce back and get back to the way you were sleeping if you have a bad uh, about of bad sleep. So here's one question is for you is sleep or poor sleep. Is that a problem for you or is that a symptom of a problem? Here's what I mean by that. Some folks, their, their sleep really affects their mood, their energy level, their stress level. And they're, they might only be getting four, five hours of sleep. And so they wake up feeling wiped out and it sets the tone for the rest of the day. It, it sets the tone for how productive they are, how motivated they are to perhaps exercise or eat well, or even be present with their friends and family. So sleep is the problem and it leads to trouble with exercising, eating healthy, uh, memory and concentration and their mood. So that's, it's the problem which leads to those other symptoms. Um, now, on the other hand, some folks, they sleep fine, but something happens, disrupts their sleep, uh, or uh, disrupts their life. It creates stress. Um, maybe there's conflict uh, in their relationship. Maybe there's work stress. Uh, maybe they lose their job. And so that triggers the problem. So the problem is stress. Um, or maybe the, their problem is they're uh, discouraged and depressed. And so poor sleep is the symptom of their anxiety. They can't turn their brain off at night. And for that person, if their stress, their anxiety level went down, then their sleep would just by default improve. So for you, which way does it go? Um, is it the ch is sleep the chicken or the egg? Uh, is it the problem? Are you having a problem sleeping? Or is it a symptom of another root problem? Now, another question related to that is if you have trouble getting to sleep, if you have trouble staying asleep, if something wakes you up in the middle of the night, you have a hard time getting back to sleep, or you're waking up frequently through the night, do you know why your sleep is disrupted? Now, some folks, they'll say, oh, it's because I get up a few times a night because I need to get up to use the bathroom. And sometimes when we treat the actual problem that's disrupting their sleep, they realize, oh, I didn't need to get up to use the bathroom. I was get going, getting up to use the bathroom because that other thing was waking me up. And then when we remedy that problem, fix that problem, they, they sleep through the night, or maybe they only get up once instead of four times that night. So do you know why your sleep is disrupted? Another reason why, or one reason why that's helpful is um, we're, we're looking for a target. We're looking for the problem. And the more 
clear it is, uh, the target is, then more likely it is we'll hit the bullseye with fixing uh, that problem. There's, uh, there's over a hundred uh, different types of sleep disorders, uh, but there, uh, the, the few main categories are the different types of insomnia. Um, having trouble staying asleep is a sleep onset insomnia. If you have uh, trouble getting to sleep within 30 minutes consistently, uh, then, then that's considered insomnia. It's considered chronic if it lasts more than six uh, months and then you have trouble most nights. Um, so sleep onset, can't turn my brain off, go to bed, I'm tired, exhausted, but I'm not drowsy, sleepy. I can't turn off. Some folks, they're so tired, they go right to bed. They struggle for, uh, staying awake from dinner to bedtime, but they go right to sleep. But then two, three hours later, they wake up. And uh, um, so that's sleep maintenance insomnia. And sometimes it might take two, three hours to get back to sleep. Uh, some folks, they'll sleep. Um, They'll have an earlier route, uh, uh, awakening. They might sleep from 10, uh, 10 to 4, 10 to 3, and then spend the last few hours awake or tossing and turning and dozing. Um, then uh, non-restorative sleep is I go to bed at 10, wake up to my alarm at 6, but in between tossing and turning, I, I'm dozing in and out of sleep. It feels like my sleep is really shallow. I'm sensitive to noise and light. Or maybe I, I wake up frequently, look at the clock, and uh, you know, it, notice every turn of the hour uh, throughout the night. So it's not, uh, even though you're in bed, kind of sleeping, wake up feeling uh, wiped out, not feeling rested or, or alert in the morning, or uh, later in the day, start dragging, don't have the energy that I'd like uh, throughout the day. Those are different types of insomnia. So there's sleep disorders that disrupt our sleep. Sometimes there's medical conditions that can disrupt our sleep, uh, like uh, pain, uh, whether it's from an injury, like a knee injury, back injury, um, or some folks, they have uh, chronic pain. Uh, they'll have uh, fibromyalgia. Um, most people that have fibromyalgia um, experience disrupted uh, or poor quality sleep. Uh, Menopause is a very common disruptor of sleep. Uh, and uh, the other category uh, that can disrupt sleep is psychological or relational um, and circumstantial um, stressors. So, uh, so some folks, uh, they sleep just fine, but uh, again, like circumstances in life can, can disrupt uh, their sleep. Uh, what we hope is that those situations settle down and you go back to your old way of sleeping. But what can happen is uh, in the meantime, you can develop some bad habits and um, uh, as ways to compensate for the bad night of sleep. And so sometimes you can develop uh, sleep habits that help the treat the symptom of being sleep deprived and sleepy, but it ends up trapping you and perpetuating the problem. So some of those things are caffeine, energy drinks, uh, stimulants to, to help uh, you know, stay awake 
uh, during the day. And some folks that get start started with those things because I didn't get a good night of sleep. How am I going to keep going? I'm going to um, pump myself with some uh, stimulation uh, and or sometimes it can be sugar. Sometimes uh, snacking is a way of compensating for being sleepy and not getting enough sleep. Um, and then it can also uh, result in stimulating uh, content on the internet or activities and then not turning it off soon enough uh, before bedtime and making it harder to get to sleep and stay asleep. Uh, so that those are some of the things that perpetuate the problem. Uh, eating uh, in the middle of the night or eating at bedtime can sometimes uh, perpetuate the problem to sleep. And then the other thing that some folks do is they can treat the symptom of uh, not being able to get to sleep with over-the-counter sleep aids uh, or sleep medication. And those things are helpful in a pinch, uh, but the risk is that you can develop a tolerance or a dependence uh, on medication, uh, Benadryl, uh, Unisom, anything that involves uh, the antihistamine, uh, estimate, antihistamine, uh, diphenhydramine, uh, can, can make you drowsy, uh, glass of wine, alcohol, uh, marijuana at um, bedtime uh, can help you get drowsy, sleepy. Uh, but very often you can end up needing more to get the same effect or instead of taking it like once or twice a, a week on nights that are, you're struggling, you can develop the habit of needing to take it every night. Um, and th that can make it difficult for you to be confident to be able to relax and get to sleep naturally without the assistance of those things. So different types of uh, uh, things that disrupt sleep um, can creep in to your life. Um, and those are kind of external things. Um, uh, sometimes it's not the external things. Sometimes it's not anxiety. It's not stress. It's not uh, physical pain. Sometimes it's a sleep disorder. And some of the most common sleep disorders, I'll just list a few. Uh, for for uh, a lot of people, it's snoring that disrupts your sleep or sleep apnea. Now, obstructive sleep apnea is where the, your airway collapses partially and you, uh, the narrowing of your airway causes the air to have a hard time getting through, everything loose vibrates. And that's what causes the snoring sounds. And that can be up here in your sinuses and your upper airway, or it can also be down here lower, um, your uvula, your tonsils, uh, your soft palate, um, your upper, uh, 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 this part of your, your, your tongue, uh, the shape of your airway uh, can narrow and, and uh, uh, cause you to snore or have a blockage in your airway. So when that happens, your oxygen level drops, your heart rate slows down, and then your brain says, you're not breathing, you need to wake up. And so some folks will twitch, they'll kick, they'll snort, they'll gasp, they'll, they'll um, turn over to their side and 
take a few deep breaths and so heart rate slows down you get squirt with, with adrenaline the heart rate speeds up and instead of your heart rate being low and relaxing during the night resting you're constantly going up and down with your oxygen level and your heart rate and this is why in the morning some folks they feel exhausted they feel as tired or even more than when they went to bed um, with um, lower uh, longer apneas pauses in the breathing uh, some folks they can wake up with their arms uh, achy um, they can in severe cases they can wake up with their fingers tingling um, a lot of folks their headaches uh, migraines are are triggered um, with untreated sleep apnea or poor quality sleep. And yeah, some folks, they'll wake up sweating because of the adrenaline. Um, and long-term untreated sleep apnea, it puts you at risk for heart disease, diabetes, stroke, um, and it, it elevates your, your blood pressure. So some folks, they're eating healthy, they're exercising, they're taking their blood pressure medication, medication their heart rate their um their blood pressure is still kind of resistant to the all these improvements in their in their health um uh, disrupted sleep disrupted sleep and not enough sleep also makes weight loss more difficult weight ma uh, maintenance more difficult so uh, sleep apnea is probably the, one of the most common things that your body can do to fighting against you even though you're doing all the great sleep habits not great sleep uh, the other less common uh, uh, sleep disorders uh, that can disrupt your sleep are periodic leg movement syndrome. So this is when your feet or legs can twitch or kick while you're asleep. Um, and sometimes it's drastic. You can like your, your, your sheets and blankets can be disrupted. And for some folks, even if someone in the room's watching you, they may not even realize you, you have periodic leg movement syndrome because you're not moving much and the blankets don't move. Um, but your sleep is still disrupted. It's almost as if someone's got a piece of string on your toe and it's like pulling it every 30 seconds. So even if you don't fully come conscious, wake up, you, you're just in the shallow end of the swimming pool, shallow stage of sleep. It doesn't feel rest, restful. Um, and you know, you're sensitive to noise uh, and light and wake up really easily. And then when you wake up, you feel more wide awake than if you were in the deeper stage of sleep. Uh, the, the, yeah, sleep is like a swimming pool. And uh, very often the formula for uh, getting a good night of sleep can, uh, can involve a lot of different ingredients. And, and sometimes you have to find the right recipe that works for you. Um, and like I mentioned, sleep happens to you. What used to work with your sleep 10, 20 years ago may not work anymore because our bodies change. And um, sometimes we need to make adjustments uh, over our lifespan to get the sleep that we need. There's lots to talk about sleep, but I, I think I'll wrap it up with this. Um, in order to, uh, be healthy, sleep is a really important key, uh, uh, component to, uh, wellness, health and wellness. And so 
uh, healthy eating, physical activity, stress management, uh, emotional, mental health, spiritual health. You can work on all those things. Um, and all those things can help improve your sleep. Um, but sometimes the, so you, in order to live a healthy life, you got to sleep well. And sometimes in order to sleep well, you need to live a healthy life. Um, if you're not doing well with eating, if you're not doing well with physical activity or stress, it doesn't matter how great of a bed you have. It doesn't matter all like the white noise. It doesn't matter if you've got supplements um, or sleeping pills and um, the uh, what you do for your bedtime routine, 30 minutes, an hour before bedtime, can't counteract what you're doing the rest of the day. So if you're having trouble sleeping, take a look at how you're doing with mental, emotional stimulation, uh, how you're doing with screen time throughout the day and manage your stress throughout the day, um, not just in the last uh, bit, uh, right before bedtime. If you, I'll put some uh, resources in, uh, in the notes uh, for this episode on cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia um, and some, uh, some resources for sleep. I, I write more on my website uh, about sleep uh, and have a few more videos uh, as well. Uh, if you've been working on your sleep and you're doing everything by the book and it's still not working, then it might be helpful to talk to your doctor about uh, being evaluated for a sleep problem. If you're tired of being tired, uh, it's helpful to, to talk to your, your doctor, especially if it's affecting your performance at work, if it's affecting your relationships, if it's affecting your mental and physical health. All right, guys. Happy National Sleep Awareness Month. I hope you are sleeping well. Uh, and if not, uh, uh, encourage you to follow up uh, with, with your doc. Take care, guys. So what did you think about the questions that we talked about today? I hope you're sleeping well. Uh, but if, you're, if not, do you know why you're not sleeping well uh, is sleep a symptom of other problems for you or is sleep the problem affecting other areas of your life if you're tired of being tired i hope you'll take a next step uh, by maybe talking with your doctor or a medical provider about the quality of your sleep um, if your emotional health, mental health is affecting the quality of your sleep, I encourage you to uh, maybe see a counselor uh, to address those issues. And if sleep hygiene, poor sleep hygiene is disrupting your sleep, encourage you to make changes with that. You can learn more about sleep on my YouTube channel. I did a few videos and on my Instagram channel. I did a few videos there as well for National Sleep Awareness Month. Thanks for listening. As always, uh, please share 
if you have friends or family who you think might benefit from this episode. And feel free to message me if you would like to hear more about sleep or mental health topics. Uh, And I'll put together some more solo episodes in the future. 